Welcome to TA1. I'm your host, legendary Randy Erickson. Um, got my legendary co-hosts, Jimmy and Stevie, with me this week. So, um, hey, I got one for you. Last week, I had a couple of interviews that um, just fell through. And honestly, I just uh, didn't want to have to hustle one up and uh, get it out. So, I don't know. What can I say? It's summertime. Time to play. Anyway, um, and then as you'll hear in this one, uh, Nathan and I did one. Well, actually, we did it before last week, and then a couple of things we found out changed, and we didn't, or I didn't want to look really, really stupid. So um, we recorded this one, and I'm glad we did because um, we spent less time on what happened in China and uh, way more time on Eco Challenge. So it's uh, pretty interesting. And uh, uh, spoiler alert, there's something something towards the end that'll be kind of fun. So um, that's it. Um, we uh, I don't have anything else to say. Uh, go fast, take chances, and thanks for listening. You'll really enjoy this one. Bye. I never, I never, I don't have high expectations with. With comms, if there's not a delay, it doesn't feel right. Yeah, you kind of get used to it, don't you? I mean, yeah, even it. I always am amazed because, like, we're like ha- literally halfway around the world and a day ahead, and we're talking, so can't argue. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So the technology is amazing, even if it is delayed or if there's a small delay. Yeah, so, um, well, first of all, I was very sorry to hear about your dad. Um, that was yeah yeah thank you thank you yeah he, yeah he passed away the other day so uh, yeah he leaves a bit of a a bit of a gap as I guess um, most people will uh, will appreciate so yeah a bit of an adjustment period um, going on here but but lots to celebrate too lots of, lots of uh, positive things and special times so yeah. so um, yeah I think it's a as sad sad as it is I think it's a pretty good outcome um, in many ways yeah um yeah, yeah. Why not be have celebrate? Can I can I ask you because I have I know this is works for me, but what do you what do you personally see of your dad in you? Oh, I think um, <clears throat> I think um, probably what I take away from my father the most is is that. Um, in many ways, he was a bit of a pioneer. He, uh, he, he was born and raised in Samoa, the uh, Pacific Island. And he came to New Zealand in the late 60s, um, which was really not that common for, for Samoans to sort of travel and, and sort of yeah, create a new home, I guess, away from the islands. And uh, I think he very much has sort of walked his own, his own path through life. And not really been, um, I, I guess, pressured or, or uh, you know, felt like he had to sort of do things in a certain way. He, he very much, um, you know, just just chose his path and and, and went along that. Um, I mean, he had very strong values and morals, and and um, yeah, and I, I think that's one thing that I've sort of taken away from him is just you know, as long as your intentions are good and. And you're, um, you know, you're not doing sort of anything bad or, or evil. Just, you know, just just walk, make your own way through life and, and do the things that feel right and and stuff. So um, yeah, I think I've taken a lot of that away. And and I thought he was quite a, um, I guess, quite a private sort of person as well. Which as I get older, I'm becoming coming more so like that. Um, yeah, just you know, I'm quite I'm quite. <laughs> Quite happy just in my own company or out out doing things on my own, um, which reminds me a lot of my father. Yeah, so. yeah, I I get that. I'm my my dad and my mom are very very quiet, and uh, as Paulette will attest, yeah, I'm pretty quiet. <laughs> Con- yeah, contrary yeah. To, to what uh, I may sound like here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just so people know, Nathan and I talked last week and recorded 
an episode, and then thing a bunch of things changed. So we decided let's let's uh, let's revisit everything. So if if we reference something from before, that's why. But um, and we started out the last one like I said, what happened in China? <laughs> <laughs> Well, first of all, they built a wall. Okay, um, it's a big wall. Yeah, <laughs> it's almost great. Yeah, so, yeah, that's right. So, um, yeah, the X Trail uh, World Series race, uh, you know, as as we know, and people listening probably know, um, the race was cancelled. So I was there with our team, uh, formerly Team Seagate, now Team Avea. Uh, there was only about uh, roughly about ten or twelve international teams. Uh, I would say, and a couple of Chinese teams, and about 20 teams um, from China in, in a shortened version. So it was it wasn't a big race, but yeah. with the Chinese teams there, you know, it felt like it was a pretty worthy event. Um, that part of China, uh, the Altai region up in the far north, is a, is a pretty interesting part of the world in many ways. It's um, it's got quite a few borders, and I guess wherever you get a country with a number of borders, there's always you know, political tensions, I guess, around those borders, probably because they've been disputed for centuries or thousands of years even in that case. So, yeah, Altai region. But uh, basically what happened is, is we got there, uh, travelled there. It's about three days of travelling from from my home where I am now to, to the location. So it's quite, you know, it's, it's quite a bit involved in, in getting there with flights and buses and things. And we had a couple of days of just the normal pre-race stuff, uh, getting bins, logistic plans, you know, figuring out what gear goes where, what food goes where, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, we handed all our boxes in, handled our bike boxes in. Uh, everything was going, you know, as you'd expect uh, at, a, at a World Series round. And, um, yeah, we went to bed the night before the race, you know, uh, with an early start. So we had to get up at 5 a.m., uh, you know, Chinese time to get the maps, and at 7.30, we had a bus to the start, and at 9 o'clock, uh, the race started. So at 5 o'clock, uh, we basically went to pick up the maps to find that there had been um, a change, and we were told that the race was either going to be cancelled or it was going to be postponed until the next day, in which case, if that happened, it would be on a shorter course, or there's a possibility that it may just be postponed to later in the day. And they said, come back at 10 o'clock and we'll give you some news. So, yeah, pretty much, um, you know, that was, I guess, stage one of, of what happened. So so um, did you come back at 10 o'clock? <laughs> yeah, well, we were, yeah, we were pretty, we were pretty tired, actually. I was sharing a room with Chris and uh, well, we might as well go back to sleep then because we'd, um, you know, we'd had an early start and we were still – I guess it'd be fair to say we were still in New Zealand time, so we uh, we went back and slept for a couple of hours, which I wasn't complaining about. Um, I was pretty confident at that time that you know, the race would happen in, in some shape or form. Uh, it didn't seem seem uh, likely that it'd be fully cancelled. You know, you, you kind of think, oh, they'll sort this out. Yeah. Um, so we went back to bed, and then we went back at 10 o'clock, all, all the teams, and the word then from the race director was is that there was still a wasn't there still wasn't an official um, answer. Uh, he said the race definitely wouldn't be happening that day, and he said so. There's a couple of options. One is, is that it'll happen tomorrow, but it'll be a shorter course. Uh, one option will be that it will be cancelled, and that'll be it. And then he proceeded to tell us um, a number of options as to what we could do if the race was cancelled, and that was somewhat disconcerting yeah. because he was giving us plenty of ideas and options as to what to do should the race be cancelled. So we sort of got the impression that that's the way it was going. Um, he was a lot more animated and had a lot more information about you know, what to do here on holiday as opposed to how this race has got to unfold. So I guess we left that meeting going, well, this is looking pretty grim uh, in terms of the race uh, happening. I did ask the question at, the, at that meeting, um, you know, I basically said to Wei Zhong, the race director, even if the race is postponed to the following day, is it necessary that it be shortened? Because it wasn't that long a race anyway. So we had time, and, and he agreed that um, if the teams were happy, that 
that, yep, we could just um, delay for a day and then do the full course starting the next day. And I, <clears throat> I think that would have been, <clears throat> everyone was happy with that outcome. You know, to delay for a day and then do the race wasn't going to be a problem unless you were like a really slow team. But um, even then, I think teams would have finished. So, yeah, that was basically um, the 10 o'clock update. And then he said, come back at 12. Um, you know, we should have it a pretty official word by then. No, and then uh, so is that when you got the the uh, bad news? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, so basically all the teams went back at back at twelve. But I, I think you, you know I can't obviously speak for all the teams there, but my feeling was that everybody knew that you know this was this this wasn't going to happen. Um, and sure enough, uh, you know we got there at twelve, and he pretty much said straight away there is no race. Um, and then uh, there was a little bit of, I guess, you know, shock at first from the teams um, in the meeting. Yeah, everyone sort of sat there <laughs> quite sombre for a minute or so, just digesting the reality of, of sort of what that meant. And um, and then the question was asked, you know, can you give us an explanation? And, uh, yeah, they basically said they were unable to comment and, and give any further information as to why, um, you know, they just – Basically said we can't um, we can't give out that information yet, so we're sorry the race is cancelled, um, you know. But uh, we'll help you, you know, get home early, and we'll help you to do activities around here for the next few days. And you know, they'll we'll do it. They, they basically said they'll do everything they can to to sort of uh, mitigate, I guess, or or lessen the the uh, you know the inconvenience of the whole thing. But but the race was off. The race was cancelled. Yeah. What was, um, so what was the, was the general feeling? Were people really mad? Were they, was it just the shock or how did, was there screaming and crying? Well, and, yeah. No, no, my, my perception of, um, <clears throat> of how it was accepted was, is that people were very respectful, mm-hmm. uh, the, the international teams, I think, we could all see that, um, you know, they were under a lot of a lot of pressure and a lot of stress. And I think uh, the international teams as a group are probably quite aware that, uh, you know, things in China are, are quite different to most of the countries that we live in. You know, they don't really live in a democracy yeah. like most of us. Um, and so I think people were quite sympathetic. Um, you know, they're disappointed but sympathetic. Uh, I did hear some mutterings that some of the teams – um, you know, were were pretty upset or angry about it, but they didn't they didn't out, they didn't outwardly show that. I, I didn't see that um, happening. So I I thought the teams, um, yeah, I thought they you know they did they did great really. They just kind of accepted it and, and just didn't make it any harder for the organisers that than that it needed to be. I mean, you could see that they were already you know fully under the pump, and by the teams sort of jumping up and down and throwing tantrums well, clearly wasn't going to help any, anything. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I thought people did good. They, you know, pretty much that afternoon, you know, because basically it was 12 o'clock and we got that news and, and there was daylight there until about 10, 10 p.m. at night. So you had plenty of day left. And, yeah, teams sort of put their bikes together or packed some hiking packs and, you know, went out. Hiking and climb some peaks around the place. Up on you can climb up onto these quite big snowfields. Um, and sort of looked in towards Russia, and um, yeah, people just kind of accepted it really and, and moved on. So I, I, I thought the uh, I thought the teams you know did themselves proud in that sense. Well, that's uh, good. Good for our sport. Um, I mean, if anybody, I mean, no, I don't think anybody would have faulted them for throwing a little bit of a fit but i'm glad nobody did so what what i mean for you per, personally what did what was your was this just like well i've never seen this in adventure racing so let's just go we'll just have to go for it yeah pretty much um you know i guess my philosophy on it or thinking at the time was is that you know we travel to these faraway places to have unique experiences and um, you know, this one was very, very unique, but in some ways was quite symbolic of the area that we were in. And I don't know, I just kind of felt that, you know, it's just one of those things, really. It's just something that happens beyond your control. So just accept it and and uh, and, and kind of, you know, just, just try and make the most of, of the situation, really. And, 
you know, and I guess it was just, I mean, it was a little bit frustrating not sort of being told more information because then what tends to happen is just everybody, everybody just starts speculating about what was going on. You know, like you never you talk, talk to someone, they don't have a theory on why the race was cancelled. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was a bit of a shame that, that there wasn't an official kind of reason. But I do understand that they're not really in a position to talk that freely about, about some of those things either. So, so maybe in some ways that there was probably no point in making an official statement because, you know, then who knows if it would have actually been that, that sort of factual or correct anyway. So, yeah, I think it was just a case of suck it up and, and um, go, oh, well, yeah, that's, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess the, the good thing about that is is the dot watchers, all us dot watchers, at least we had like three days to speculate. So we had something to do instead of watching you race. So that that's a silver. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I think too that uh, I mean I don't know what what some of the things that you heard about, but um, you know there was some mention at one point that it was that it was cancelled for security reasons, and uh, you know we weren't we weren't isolated from contact from the outside world. It wasn't easy to contact. Yeah, uh, you know, it's not yeah. like being in other countries where communications are really really easy. Um, so yeah, you know, I think for a day or so there was a few people sexually worried about about the safety of the teams in there, but but that was never 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 the case. I never felt unsafe there um, at all. So um, no, I don't I don't think it was anything to do with with safety why the race was cancelled. No, and and the thing that I took from you know seeing posts that people that have dealt with China been there, um, it was a shock, but I think a lot of people weren't surprised. Um, you know, they might have been surprised if it had happened in New Zealand or Australia in the U.S., but this happening in China was like, well, okay, yeah, I can see that happening. So, um, yeah, so I think people yeah. took it, even watching, took it fairly uh, calmly. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I think I think so. I agree with that. I, and I, I, like I said, sort of said before, I think in some ways, yeah. You take you do take a risk, I guess, going to some of those um, you know really far away remote places, and and, and they they are uh, in a lot of ways you have their own their own rules and laws and things and stuff that we don't really know much about. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I guess it's how you learn and broaden your broaden your horizons. You know, you go to those places and these things happen, and you go, well, actually, that's quite interesting. <laughs> well, yeah, at least yeah. I mean, it's a story. For, for all yeah, you people yeah, exactly. that were there, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah, that's right. Um, I kind of want to, you know, one of the one of the stories that came out, and and literally nobody has any idea. You know, there's been rumors that it was sold. There's rumors it hasn't been sold, and you know what? We don't know. We know, we know as much about whether the World Series has been sold as why the race was canceled. But I kind of like. To get your thoughts on this, for lack the state of the union of adventure racing, because so we have the China thing, we have doubt about you know or what's happening with the World Series. You got you know A one now in Australia. You've got you know God Zone and Primal Quest and off road obstacle racing, and then the big thing this week. Um, is a eco challenge. It looks pretty seriously like it's coming back. So, um, what do you think about all that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. There's, there's a lot. There's a lot going on, and I, I guess my, um, you know, general thoughts is, is that that's a lot of energy in adventure racing. Um, I mean, it may not necessarily be that united, but in various sort of hubs around the world, or or little uh, epicenters, you know, there's quite a bit of energy going into the sport. And uh, I, I generally think that's a positive thing, uh, that there's all these kind of uh, little bubbles of activity going on. Uh, it does feel to me that there's a probably going to be a bit of a shakeout sort of phase, which I which I think is natural in any anything, you know, where you know, maybe a market can get flooded or these people are unsatisfied with with um, certain things and people sort of breaking away and starting up new things. So 
Well, that's quite common in business anyway. And I, I guess adventure racing at the moment is being run as, as businesses. Um, you know, there's not like a federation or a, <clears throat> an international body that controls it. It's essentially, it's essentially people's businesses and franchises. And um, so, yeah, I, I guess there's a bit of a – I sense there's a bit of a shakeout sort of going on where – where uh, there'll be a, perhaps you know from this a bit of restructuring and a, and a bit of um, you know uh, new opportunities and, and probably some 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 opportunities gone and and maybe uh, going forward um, you know so, some teams or, or I guess may have to sort of somewhat choose a bit of an alliance as to as to where they want to race or how they want to race. Um, well, I would hope that there's, you know, the more unity, I think, with all the, I guess, the individual sort of things that are happening, um, the more unity, I think, is better for the sport. But I also understand that, uh, you know, some, some of them will just want to do their own thing. I mean, like Eco Challenge, for example, announcing they're coming back in some shape or form. From what I know of Eco Challenges, they'll pretty much just, just pretty much steamroll their own path, really. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> And won't really, you know, what what else is going on in the sport around them? Will just be like, well, you guys just adapt to uh, what we're doing um, because because we're a big machine, basically. And um, yeah, and I, and I get, you know, there has been you know, talks and rumours floating around about Chinese investment into the AR World Series, and and obviously I I I only know what I hear through the various grapevines. And last I heard that it. it, it the Chinese were looking to buy or invest heavily into the AR World Series, but then I heard that they're perhaps not. So, yeah, yeah I don't, I don't know what's happening there. Um, you know, it would, it have to, that comment would have to come from the people who know. But um, it wouldn't make any difference to me who who the owner of the World Series is. I, I don't, I think the series ticks a lot of boxes, and you know, obviously the World Champs is is getting a good good sort of following. So, I guess for me, the main thing is is that you know that. The quality stays there, and and uh, you know, it just, I guess it keeps evolving in, in in a positive way. And you know, unfortunately, um, coming home from a a race that was cancelled, um, yeah, you can't help but sort of think, oh, you know, well, I wonder what these other sort of factions are up to, or what's going on, or you know, it's interesting. And you know, God Zone's obviously, um, you know, I'd say. You know the major event on on the calendar at the moment in the world in terms of you know the quality of uh, the event and the number of teams, and and you know, and you know as you mentioned you know they're, they're they're sort of partnering with Primal Quest in some capacity and and then yeah the obstacle course racing thing whatever it is is sort of got on board so so yeah I, I think there's some um, yeah it's an interesting time it's an interesting time and, and I guess especially for me because I've you know I've raced Eco Challenges and, and done the stuff. Um, in the past, um, it's not the first time something like this has kind of happened. I don't think, and, and usually the, the outcome from from such things is actually pretty good. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. It'll be very interesting to see what happens in the next kind of twelve to eighteen months. Yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to it. So um, th- this is my favorite fun fact I learned this week. So as the reigning Eco Challenge champion. <laughs> <laughs> which you are, which yeah yeah, um, how is the racing? So that was seventeen years ago. How is how does that how would that race stack yeah. up to like say a God Zone competition wise race wise? Um, you know what I'm saying? What's how is it different? How is it the same from back then? Oh, it's pretty similar, really. Um, I think. You know, in terms of course difficulty, like Eco Challenge, the last Eco Challenge was Fiji in 2002, and um, that was a pretty big race. Like as you as you have basically said, our team uh, we won that race, and we won it in just under seven days. Um, and then, which was actually about the same time that we won Pantanal in Brazil, about seven days as well, just under seven days. And the last God Zone, um, the one this year in March, I don't know what the winning time was. I think it might have been about five or maybe six days. But um, I would say that if I think about three races that I've done, uh, if I thought about the three, I guess you could say hardest courses or longest courses or, or whatever, um, however you want to put it, it would be those three. It would be Eco, Fiji, Pantanal, 
and and the God Zone and Fjordland that just happened. So, so you know, I guess I guess compared to most of the racing th- these days, um, you know, the Eco Challenge was probably a bit of a step up um, from most of the racing that we've sort of seen, um, you know, in the last I guess decade or so. But but there's a couple of races, uh, <laughs> yeah, Pantanal especially that. Um, that kind of basically went back to the eco challenge kind of style, um, you know. The, and and in terms of racing, uh, you know, my my experience is is that the teams, you know, I guess over time teams get better. So so I think um, that you know that the top teams these days are more experienced um, and better and better teams, but. You got to remember that, that they're the benefactors from a lot of the learning from those other teams of that period. So um, you know, so it probably evens out a wee bit. But the one thing for, for sure, in my opinion, is that there was a lot more depth um, back then. There was a lot more professional teams. So you went, when you went to Eco Challenge, you know, you would you'd be like, well, there's ten teams here that can win this race. Um, whereas now I find when we go to World Champs, you know, to be honest. You know, we often feel like there's maybe two, maybe three teams that could win the race. Um, there's just not as much depth, and I, and I guess, I guess for a team such as ours, and you know, and we're getting on, you know, especially with me back in the team, um, you know, we we can go to a race and go. Well, even if we have a bad race, we'll probably still be able to claw our way onto the podium. Whereas back in the Eco Challenge, Raid Gulars kind of period, if you had a bad race, you know, you're outside of the top ten. So um, yeah, that was that was you know that that that, that, that that's how I'd sort of describe yeah. it. So were those um, were the the races were really really hard, real races, and then they just they just made the TV show out of the drama that happened from the races. I mean, in those days, they didn't. They didn't set up a race for drama, did they? I mean, you were there racing really hard courses, really hard, and then they just filmed what they did and made what they did. Is that correct? Yeah, pretty much. Yep, yep. They would just, um, yeah, the, the race would just be, you know, once the gun went, um, or if the race was just a race like any other race, uh, what was noticeable was there's a lot more cameras around. Um, I think in the last two Eco Challenges, there was a camera crew assigned to every team. So you're talking about 80 to 100 camera crews working on one event. And, and really that was just, you know, Mark Burnett and the production company, they just didn't want to miss um, the drama. So they didn't want things to be happening out on course and not have a camera around. So yeah. so th- that was one noticeable difference is, is that during the day, uh, there was often cameras, you know, around um, helicopters and um, there was a lot more a lot more media following following the racing, but it didn't actually change the racing. Yeah. Um, other than that, you know, you'd just be chatting to cameramen a lot during the race and things. But but it was still the teams that were racing to win or to be competitive. It was uh, no, there, there was there was nothing. Um, you know, I, I guess the integrity of the race was was totally there for sure. Okay, uh, and that yeah. was always my impression. But it's it's. Well, it's it's fun to talk to somebody that was actually there and and, and saw it. So um. yeah, it was a there was a, was a couple of funny moments. Like um, I remember one race um, and I came up over this kind of alpine pass. You know, we were on ropes. We we climbed up over this glacier and crampons on, ice axes. You know, team roped together. And I was in front, and I plugged all these steps up over the, up onto this mountain pass. And uh, Mark Burnett was there, he'd flying in with a film crew. And I stopped and chatted to him, and um, he, he was, you know, like a, a short interview. And he, he said to me, oh, how's it going? You know, what, what's going on? And can you just explain to the sort of the camera what, what's happening here? And, and I was just being honest. I said, oh, it's a beautiful day. You know, we're out here on the glacier. Um, you know, everything's going well. You know, we're, we're, we're pretty happy. <laughs> and Mark actually said, look, because the team was still coming up. He said, oh, would you mind just going back, coming up a couple of steps and actually kind of, you know, dramatizing it more to say, oh, you know, it's really hard. You know, we can hardly breathe and, you know, the racing is intense and stuff. But I just laughed. I was like, no, 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 I'm not going back down there. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, I admire Mark um, for what he did and what he tried to do because he was, he was, he was obviously running a business and, a, and, and creating drama for TV. But, you know, he was also trying to grow the sport. Yeah. And, 
and help teams get sponsors and you know create opportunities. So so I never I know I know some of the races back at the time you know had issues with with how much of a TV show I was, but I I never did. Yeah. I, I always thought that um, you know it's a it's a positive thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, kind of on that same same note then, but. Does it bother you, like in two thousand and one, when you were, you know, when when you had to sleep there at the end of the race? Does did, does that bother you when there's a camera crew filming all that, or do you, can you just ignore it? Yeah, you you do ignore it after a while. You just you, they sort of become, um, you know, that they're, they're almost not there. They're they're there so much that they're not uh-huh. there. Yeah. And, and I, I think in the race, you know, you know how event racing is. You've seen enough of it that as the race goes on, I mean, people just the layers get stripped back, and um, you just don't care, you know. Like you just you just get to that point where what what's important is is that you you just keep moving through the course, or that you manage your comfort and discomfort levels, or manage your nutrition, or whatever it might be. You know, the fact that there's a camera there is, is it's the last thing you've got energy to kind of worry about. So. So no, I never, I've never had any any problems with the, the camera crews being there. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it can be nice not having them there, just so you can just be with your team and, and it's quite peaceful. But normally they would, they wouldn't be there during the night. So most of the time they'd be there during the day, and it'd be pretty extraordinary circumstances if they came with you the whole night. Um, the, the camera crew sometimes they did, but 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 it'd be quite rare. But um, that race you allude to in two thousand and one. <clears throat> the um, the the camera guy who was there, the guy was his name was Rob, American guy. He actually turned his camera off that night because he felt that um, the camera was an invasion of, um, of our team's privacy, and he didn't want what was going on in the team to become um, you know <laughs> drama, television drama. So he actually, he actually turned turned the camera off, and um, yeah, that was I think that was yeah very respectful and. Um, and uh, I guess it also just shows that, that you know they were there to make a TV show, but not at the cost of of um, you know selling out to the to the to the athletes. Yeah. Well, that's interesting because I've <clears throat> specifically did that one. <clears throat> excuse me, one time at Untamed New England, they had a nav relay, and so each each person on the team had to go out by themselves. And I was following a gal that had no clue what she was doing, and just. It, yeah. And I could tell that my being there was flustering her. So yeah, because you know, yeah, it's kind of cool. Makes yeah, cool video. But I'm like, sure. see you later. Yeah. <laughs> Went back and she got back somehow. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So you should have turned the camera off and out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it just you don't have to record everything. So. No, 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 no. That's right. So, so um, yeah. All right, I got a, a little a two part, two part qu- question, but I got to preface this by saying, somebody said this that Equal Challenge was my responsibility because on my two hundredth episode, I said the only way I would ever do an adventure race for real is if um, somebody wanted me to do it for a real TV show. <laughs> Oh, right. <laughs> so I hope I yeah. hope that's not true. Um, yeah. But then I asked somebody yeah. else. Okay, this is this is the dumbest question I maybe ever asked, but I think it's kind of funny. Which would be harder? Which would be a harder race to do for somebody? Somebody racing with you, or somebody racing with me? Um, let me just understand the question. <laughs> well, if they race with you, it's going to be really, really hard. If they race with me, it's going to be really, really hard because I don't know anything. <laughs> yeah, I guess it depends on who the person is. Um, yeah. yeah, but um, no, I'd like to think that I'd like to think we'd both be good to race with Randy in our different ways. I mean, I think, um, you know, I did God's Own this year, obviously, with my wife, and uh. And that was, you know, I was, I was able to change expectations um, to make sure that the experience was positive for her. And um, and I, you know, I think I think uh, whoever I was racing with in whatever team, I'd always be pretty mindful of that. That um, yeah, you know, is, is this a team that is a is a race winning team, or is this a team that wants to try and finish the full course, or 
or maybe is this a team that just wants to get as far through the course as they can with the time frame allowed. So, um, yeah, I feel like I'm pretty adaptable in that sense. As long as I know yeah. going into a race, um, you know, what, what the goal is and, and what people's kind of capabilities are. Yeah. It, so, it, yeah, yeah, I see that, but I, it's still a fun question because, God, who'd want to be out there with me? <laughs> but I think I think people are finding out that maybe you wouldn't be so bad to be out there with. <laughs> no, I'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So here's, an, yeah. here's a hypothetical. Um, if Eco Challenge happens is next year and they said, hey, Nathan, will you come back and defend your, chal- your championship? Would you be interested? Yeah, I'd definitely be interested. Um I guess it'll be like any other race for me, though. It will depend on, on where it is, um, the location. It'll depend on also what time of year it is. Um, you know, I think for me now, there's, you know, I've got pretty big commitments in, here at home at certain times of the year, and, and some of them are just too big now to kind of get away from. So, um, yeah, so there'll be a few things. I, I mean, yeah, I'd definitely be interested because, um, oh, it's an iconic yeah. thing, and I... I kind of feel like it'll be fun to go back um, however many years. What did you say, 17 years or something? Yeah, well, because the, the, the rumor is is they're going to do it. It'll be next year. So Yeah. So I'll be, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool, but I guess, I guess I'm just still a bit curious as to see what, um, you know, are they just going to come back as they previously were or is it coming back with – I mean, I don't know. I don't know enough about it yet. I mean, maybe they're not – Maybe it's not going to be open entry just for teams that want to go and go and race. It might be it might be full casting, you know, to make sure they get the right, you know, like a, like a, their other TV shows. I don't know yet. It'd be interesting. That'll be interesting to see. Yeah. You know how they're going to manage that because they may not want, um, you know, experienced and capable athletes turning up. You know, they'll make big girls look like a like um, like a schoolboy. Yeah. Well, so where they're at right now is you can. There's a link and you can. Send your information, and they're going to send out, uh, you know, applications. My yeah. my theory, without knowing any facts, is that it's going to be a, a real race, a real hard race, but they're going to cast the teams. And, I, and, and yeah. whether they'll pick a full team or whether they'll pick four people. <coughs> so, you know, you all show up and yeah. – you know, two hundred people show up in Borneo and they draw lots to see what team you're on. <laughs> I don't know if that would be good for racing. It'd be good drama. But. Yeah, that's right. That's right. No, I, I that's my sense too that it's going to be a little bit different. I I just can't see. You know, I mean, Mark Bennett's pretty innovative, and um, I would just be surprised for him to roll out a model that you know that he, he ran through the nineties. Um, just to bring it back in it, and it's and it's you know how it was. I, I just can't see that that happening. But it'll be interesting. Someone told me I, I haven't looked at any of the information. Someone also mentioned to me recently that it was um, that they will that the teams will be co-ed, um equal equal uh, gender. So two guys and two girls or whatever yeah. uh, whatever how the team's going to be. So yeah. that's cool. I reckon that that's a step forward. I think. Yeah, I think that's. Uh, I know so several women are like. Cool. We'll get more women in racing because they're going to need more. So. Um, yeah, 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 you know. yeah. But yeah, I mean, if nothing else, it certainly got everybody um, chatting about the sport for a week. <laughs> well, yeah, and I think you know what I'm hoping is that it'll get actually get your country a bit more excited mm-hmm. about adventure racing. Cause, yeah, you know, I think um, you know Eco Challenge was so such a big race and and. Uh, you know, like it really engaged the outdoor community of of the states. You know, throughout those years, and what I've found interesting in the last kind of decade is, you know, I've bumped into some of the old eco guys from um, the states over the years, and uh, you know, some of them have actually said to me, and this is going back, you know, not that long ago, in the last five years, they've said to me, "Oh man, I'd love to do another adventure race again." It's a shame there's not any adventure races on anymore. <laughs> I'm thinking. What are you talking about? There's like 10 adventures races on the world every year, but they were just oblivious to the fact that, you know, that a lot of them just sort of thought that, you know, Eco stopped and they sort of drifted away and that was the end of it all. And uh, they failed to realise that there's actually this kind of thriving sport going on in other parts of the world. So, so um, 
you know, and, and the, the other thing was, as the United States used to be, you know, I think it'd be fair to say that it was one of the strongest nations up there with, uh, you know, New Zealand and a couple of other countries. And, and um, yeah, it'd be great to see the to see the states kind of get back into it, you know, like they used to be um, and start seeing, you know, good, strong teams out there, you know, pushing the, yeah. pushing the boundaries and, and uh, making the racing exciting. Well, I would, I am hoping so, but, and there are some good younger racers, um, but they they haven't been tested like that. I don't think. Um, yeah. You know, so yeah, we need we need that. Um, yeah, like somebody said. Well, now it's, now in the ten years from now, everybody's going to be like, yeah, I saw the Eco Challenge on TV. So that's how I got into the sport. So yeah, yeah. So I, I think a lot of the races that are the present day races. Um, you know, a lot of them actually are, are doing it because because they watched Eco Challenge when they were younger yep. as well. Yeah, because yeah. um, it, it, it basically it took the sport into people's households, you know, and uh, for for a while there, and and um, yeah, and even even for me now, like I'll talk, yeah, you because know, there was an Eco Challenge in New Zealand, obviously, and that was really big news in New Zealand at the time, and and some people will still remember that race, you know, they'll say to me, oh, I think I. Remember seeing you on TV in that race, you know, like you say, that was yeah, it was a long time ago, but it, it left kind of a lasting impression on a lot of people. So yeah, well, yeah, yeah. In here, even some of the younger racers have seen it on on YouTube or wherever. So they never they never saw it on TV, but they they found it online. So yeah, 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 but, yeah, yeah. No, that's right. So uh, yeah, so no, it's good. It's exciting. I think. Um, yeah, it'll be it'll be uh, next year is going to be quite a big year, I think, for you know developments and yeah. and um, yeah, seeing seeing what's going on. Yeah. Okay, so just just one more eco challenge question, and then we'll get into the important stuff. But huh. so you you know the race, you know Mark Barnett, sort of, you know all those people. What would be your <clears throat> guess for the twenty nineteen race? Just with you know, just as off the top of your head, in terms of location, yeah. Oh, <laughs> gee whiz! Um, I'm I'm thinking probably somewhere tropical, somewhere in the tropical belt. I think. Um, I, I mean, I don't know to be honest. Yeah. Um, you know, I would just be taking a stab in the dark. I mean, if I really thought about it a bit more, I might be able to narrow it down. I suspect they'll go to a new venue. I'd be surprised if they repeated yeah. a, a place they've already been. Um, but I'd, I'd definitely say that the most drama out of all the Eco Challenge races came from when you're in the tropics. Um, the jungles and the insects and, the you know, the heat and the humidity and the cultures and things like that. So my guess is that it'll be somewhere fairly close to the equator. Uh, so I guess that's sort of you know somewhere in Asia, uh, maybe somewhere in Central America, um, probably not Africa, okay. but um, yeah. So I guess that narrows it down a bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and let's face it, if you guys are in the jungle where it's hot, you got a lot of guys and gals running around with less clothes on. Not bad for ratings. Yeah. That's right. That's right. People are not wearing much. Everyone's got a layer of sweat on them, and yeah. yep, yep. Uh, all right. Um, yeah. So the important part: you getting any golfing in? Oh, look! I'm ashamed to say that um, it hasn't been a big year for golf. No. So uh, yeah, I, I I will. I need I need to change that. Um, yeah, I need to get back out there. Mm. I've, I did. I, I will say that uh, I have played a few rounds this year. Not many. Um, last year I, I played a lot, and I, one thing that's been disappointing is is that my scores this year are about the same as what I was shooting last year. So it's kind of <laughs> sort of proved that there wasn't really much benefit or improvement from playing regularly. It didn't seem so. Um, but uh, no, it's, it's actually winter here now, and we're just about to get into our ski season. And my three kids are all mad keen skiers, so we'll start chasing snow pretty soon. But um, but yeah, I'll hopefully I'll, I will I will get out. My dad was a was a passionate golfer, so um, there'll definitely be a few games um, happening pretty soon in, in tribute to him. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be out there trying to chase those um, chase those holes holes and ones. Oh, well, that's cool. Um, all right, last adventure race question: Are you got any? Are you going to race before Worlds, or are you just you guys just going to 
do your training and just go in fresh? Probably, probably just train and line up at the Worlds. Yeah, I think we, we have talked about it. Um, there's not, there's no races that really um, fit our calendars well as a team collectively. Uh, like I mentioned, it's, it's kind of ski season here, and and uh, three of us in the team are are, are, are pretty keen skiers, yeah. and uh, mm-hmm. and and you know, so we do like to kind of make the most of that. Um, the, the the other thing is is that you know, just on the back of traveling all the way to China and back and not racing, um, you know, <laughs> it was kind of a pretty grim grim conversation. But it was half jokingly, but we basically calculated that it was six days out of our lives. Um, and airports and security checks and sitting on planes and things and yeah. so right now the um, right now the sort of uh, I guess the uh, motivation to travel overseas to another race at the moment is pretty low, but um, you know obviously until world champs, yeah. but uh, but there yeah. isn't there isn't really anything that's kind of is going to fit really easily in, into it as well. So so right now I, I would say no, uh, we're not planning to do any more racing, but. I guess we'll just give it a little bit of time, see how the ski season goes, and and see, um, yeah, just how some people's schedules go. We might prioritise it, you know, another month or so. Um, we might change our minds and go, yeah, why not? Let's 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 go and do a race. But uh, but I may mean, not, as you will know, we we don't need to, and yeah, you know, we'll 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 be happy to just um, front up at reunion and and um, yeah, get out on the course. It'll be okay. Yeah, I think you guys kind of know what you're doing, so. Um, well, thank you for taking the time again. Uh, <laughs> and um, to raise a glass to your dad for me, please. Yes, I will. Thank you, Randy. All right. Um, all right. Oh, you know what? You can never retire because who would I have these wonderful chats with? So, <laughs> all right. Oh, I'm sure um, there'll be always something to chat about. Yeah, we'll make that happen. Uh, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Oh. Go on. Thanks. See ya.